Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today I'm speaking with Olivia from Girls in Marketing. If you don't know Girls in Marketing, it's an incredible brand that helps women in marketing get free resources about marketing, get networking events, and a whole host of other things. Olivia and I talked all about networking, why women need a support team when it comes to marketing, and things you should be asking a company before you start working for them. It was such a fun conversation, and I really hope you enjoy. Olivia, if you want to kind of give an overview of who you are and what girls in marketing is, that would be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me on. So I'm Olivia Hanlon. I'm the founder and CEO of Girls in Marketing. I know CEO is a quite a big title for someone who runs a team of only six people. Um, but I am essentially leading our little startup, female-focused, community-focused in Liverpool. We are an e-learning platform and community for marketers. And we have a learning platform that essentially people can go on, learn lots of stuff, courses, resources. But we also have in-person training. We do like a variety of different things. I originally kind of found a love for marketing during my psychology degree. I really loved writing, really wanted to go into writing more, specifically kind of copywriting. Then upon doing copywriting and understanding it, I actually found a love for the kind of strategy side of marketing so SEO was a big thing for me and that like long-term marketing kind of strategy yeah and I started Girls in Marketing in 2019 when I was working full-time in an SEO role I wanted to kind of meet people within my kind of local city the reason that it kind of went a bit crazy and online was mainly because of the pandemic and everything that happened that and yeah that's kind of a a bit about me I always feel like it's really hard to sum up everything in (laughs) like 30 seconds or so but yeah it's been a wild ride over the last few years but definitely one that I will not forget honestly I started following you a few years ago I guess probably at the start of the journey so like 2020 I think is when I first started following Mm -hmm. And I just found like all the resources that you were sharing, all the people that you guys were talking to and just that network. And I was in the States at the time and I was like, I wish I could find a network of women in marketing exactly like this here. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally moved to London and like being this close, I was like, oh, this is so exciting. So I think networking with women is so important when it comes to marketing in any job, pretty much. No, that's so true and I think there's that saying isn't there your network is your net worth and I, I really do believe that that connecting with as many people but on a genuine basis you know a lot of people talk about connecting with other women or even just connecting with people in the industry as a way to connect with as many people as possible because that's yeah. the best way to be I do agree with that to an extent, but I also think it's genuine connections that really make a difference. So I think it's about understanding, okay, I want to make genuine connections with people who are similar to me, who are maybe in a similar role, who work for a similar industry, and just building up genuine connections. Because as much as your network is your network, you also have to understand that they do have to be a network of people. It can't just be people that you kind of see on LinkedIn and you know you've liked one post or two posts it's got to be people that you genuinely have a connection with that you've messaged or that you've met in person virtually you know anything like that I think it's so important to build a network but of genuine people I have definitely been in a situation in the past where people were like connecting with me and then they would maybe send me like one message 
And then maybe a few months down the line, we're like, oh, hey, I have this thing that I would like you to help me with. And please help me with this. I'm just like, I don't know anything about you. I've seen you one time in my life. And now you're trying to use me as your networking opportunity when we have no genuine communication. We've never talked outside of this one interaction. Mm -hmm. And I think it's difficult, isn't it, really? Because if you think about it, you obviously want to build genuine connections with people, but it's a, it's quite a lot harder than making friends because yes. I think obviously I have quite a small circle of friends. I obviously know them all by name. I know kind of what they do. I've either met them at university or I have still a few school friends or, you know, work friends or something like that. You know, you kind of meet people in like a friend setting and you kind of remember, you know, to check in with them and stuff like that. But for me, the best way I find to do it is literally digitally making a list of all the people that you are, you know, connected to that are in your network. I also have done this at some point with genuine friends and people yeah. I know in your life, just so that I know, like, you know, to check in with people and to talk to people. I don't know if it's just the fast pacedness of, you know, owning a business and kind of doing lots of different things and wearing lots of different hats. But, you know, if you are building a network, it's hard to say, okay, you know, I'm I'm going to message as many people as I can and try and build it, you know, instead make a big list of those people and just like check in with them, make sure you're kind of like interacting with them, messaging them, maybe setting up a coffee with them. Because I think, you know, you have to go out of your way to make a conscious effort to build that network. It's not necessarily just about, you know, as you said, messaging them once or anything like that. And people forget that. But you shouldn't also expect yourself to remember every single person that you've messaged yep. on LinkedIn. It's not possible. Um, so the way I kind of I find it is to just make kind of a list of different people that you can you know check in with and chat with. And that's not to say that, you know, you don't see them as a friend or you don't like them or anything like that. It's more just so that you've got that reminder to keep checking in with them and keep chatting with them because you know it, it's one of those isn't it? it it can get quite crazy sometimes if you're messaging quite a lot of people or you know you really want to make the conscious effort to talk to people on a regular basis I know with my schedule I'm never going to be able to message you know as many people as I, I would like to but it's always nice to kind of keep in contact with people on like a semi-regular basis yeah, I have like in my calendar, I have like reminders to myself, even with sometimes friends when, because I have weeks where I'm just like head down in work and mm -hmm. really haven't come up for air at all. And I have to like set reminders to myself, be like, okay, this person texted me on Monday. I need to get back to them on this today, like X, Y, Z. And it's not only just work people, it's also friends. It's my mom. Sometimes I forget to FaceTime her. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you said, it's like making sure you have these little reminders to always like touch base, like touch points to go mm -hmm. back and remind yourself that you need to build these genuine connections. And I think that's really, really important. I have a question. So how do you figure out who you want to reach out to? How do you find different networking opportunities? I mean, I think there's a range of different ways to do it. I wouldn't be, you know, the person that I am if I didn't say join communities like Girls in Marketing. You know, there's lots of different communities. It really depends on, 
you know what you're currently doing you know what industry you're in because obviously marketing is is huge and we're very privileged to have a network of you know people from lots of different areas of marketing but there are other communities that are kind of more niche so things that you know maybe you can relate more to so I definitely recommend you know finding communities and networking with people through that because you know there are a lot of communities that do virtual networking or there's some that are kind of in person you know there's lots of different events that you can go to in person you know girls in marketing we do semi-regular events throughout the year at the moment we've done London and Manchester you know you can kind of come to those we tend to have some sort of main activity whether it's a panel or a talk or something like that but there's lots of different you know events as well the marketing meetup by Joe Glover that's another amazing event they're across the world now like yeah literally dominating the world you know going to those I have actually never been to one because I've never been able to make a date but I'm going to one very soon in Liverpool so I'm very excited about that I've been to the virtual ones but not necessarily the in-person but they're all across the world so I mean even just going to one of them and meeting other people and there's there's lots of other events going on all the time, specifically within marketing. But, you know, if you have another interest, even just go into them. There's so many, you know, amazing communities now. Even if you look at the likes of there's one Girls Who Graduate, which is yeah. by Bronte King. You know, I, you, that's not necessarily marketing, but it's very much like you know people who graduate you know girls who graduate and there's another one by my very dear friend Gabby Mendes talk 20s again that's all a community for 20 something so you can you know go and make friends you know it's not always about you know individually reaching out to people because that's really difficult to do I mean that is a really great way to do it on LinkedIn but you know going and finding these communities of people who are you know similar age or within the same industry or have those shared experiences and just like reaching out to them because you know it's not necessarily always about kind of like building a network of people that are you know work people it could be that they become friends as well you know I mentioned Gabby from Talk20s and at the beginning she originally reached out to me because she wanted me to be on her podcast this is kind of like 2020 and it was when we were coming out of kind of the first lockdown in the summer of 2020 and it was the first ever podcast that she recorded in person because she'd been doing them all day and she came to my apartment and she had like a little microphone and we just sat like I decided the breakfast bar with the microphone and off the back of that like we've grown a really great friendship she is literally one of my best friends now and you would obviously never have have thought that from the the kind of beginnings of that and that literally came from you know I originally reached out to her said like I love what you're doing with talk 20s and then she reached back out you know a few weeks later and was like I'd love for you to you know be a guest as well so I think it's just really nice to kind of just be genuine and just you know support other people I think within the industry but specifically within women in the industry it can seem quite you know competitive it can get quite overwhelming but there's that saying isn't there like collaboration over competition and I'm I'm 100% for that you know there's so many things and so many people doing amazing things that it's about getting involved when you can and finding communities that you relate to that's probably one of the things that I'd say it's really helped me you know build a network is going to events even within your local city I've been going to some business related events recently and off the back of that you know I've seen a few of the same people a few times and 
you know, even if we don't necessarily become best friends like I have with someone like Gabby, you know, it's still nice to kind of meet them and see them and even just have them in your network, really. So I think for me, events, both virtually and physically, and also just getting involved with communities of you know, similar kind of shared experiences or, you know, demographics or something like that. That's been a real help for me in terms of building a network. Yeah. And going like jumping off of that, I have made really good networking connections and just like you said, friendship connections from going to these places. Cause like you said, again, you see the same people over and over again and you're like, okay, I recognize this person's face. I don't know anybody else here. I'm just going to go up to them and be like, hi, I think you were at the last event. Like, what do you do? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the competition thing is so big. And I have friends who always ask me, why do you network so much? Don't you feel like these people are your competition? I find it hard to kind of explain to them, no, because like marketing is huge. There's so many various hats you have to wear when you're in marketing, doing social media, you're a graphic designer, you're writing emails, you're doing social media, you're doing all these different things. And when you meet somebody, you might meet somebody who's in your same space but can do something that you really can't do. You can say, well, I can't do this, but let me suggest somebody else who can. Mm -hmm. You put them up and then who knows, later on down the line, they'll put your name out there for somebody else. So it's always about building those little connections as well. Yeah, no, totally. And I think people forget that because they think, oh, you know, I'm not really sure, like I don't want to give away work, for example, or I don't want to give away potential opportunities, but often, you know, the right opportunity or the right work will come your way eventually. And I, I was actually literally this morning talking to someone within our membership that's looking to go freelance and they were kind of asking some, you know, suggestions and stuff like that. And I was saying, don't just take on any work or any opportunity because actually that might just come back to bite you you know there's there's no point in taking every opportunity I've been in that boat before when I freelanced previously I would take you know so many things so many opportunities but then the problem that you've got is that you know you're not going to be the best person for the job for the opportunity and if you know someone in your you know circle or your network that is a better fit for that job or for that opportunity then you know give it to them you know there's no point in keeping it for yourself that's the best way to be and you know if you're someone who does want to you know give these opportunities to other people they will genuinely come back and be so grateful for it you know as you said whether that means you know coming back and giving your name to a different job or maybe you know like putting your name forward for another opportunity or something you know it will always come back but equally you shouldn't just do it for that reason you know you should do it because you care about the people that you know you are building a network of and I know that it can as humans predominantly you know we are quite selfish and we do want to make sure you know our kind of tribe is is like fed and you know (laughs) essentially you know you need to make sure that you are caring for people and you're kind of showing your network that you actually do care about them and it's not always a tit for tat situation sometimes it's you've just got to help them as much as possible and hopefully you know eventually it will come back and it will you will be rewarded in some way or even if it's just genuine gratitude I think that's something I thrive off is with our community in particular 
you know, I kind of put people forward for opportunities or I chat with people and I give people advice and everything like that, especially within our membership. And people don't necessarily give anything back in terms of, you know, I don't see people necessarily doing anything off the back of that. But what they do do is that they appreciate it and they, they yeah. are grateful for the opportunity to, you know, be able to, to chat and to get that advice. And I think that's just what I thrive off is being able to have that impact piece but people often forget about it when it comes to you know actually chatting and networking with people yeah booked and busy is good until a point (laughs) I've learned that many many times especially in lockdown when I was completely freelance and I was like I'm gonna take on every single thing that comes my way I'm gonna do it I'm gonna just I have nothing else to do I'm home alone I'm just gonna work and then I got so burnt out and then wondered why I was getting so burnt out when all I was doing was staying at home. And it's just like you can't, like you said, you can't put the best work forward if you're stretching yourself out so thin. And it is helpful just to like give some of that away because you can be, I don't know, you can give more of yourself in one project than many, many, many projects. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to remember that as a freelancer because you always think, "Oh God, what if this job ends? And then how am I going to get more income in?" And yeah, I definitely understand the stress of that. So, why do you think it's so important? Because I know you think it's as important as I do to have a space for women to grow in marketing, like girls in marketing. I think definitely related to what we've just said, talking about networking and kind of building a network. It's really important again there's this kind of notion in society it's who you know not what you know and I agree to that to an extent I do think that within marketing especially you do have to know quite a lot and you do have to know how to do it well but often it's it's people or it's things that teach you how to do that as well as experiences so being able to you know, have someone within your kind of close circle that knows how to do a certain area of marketing, you know, kind of chatting to them. We've had so many people within our community and within our membership that, you know, they get connected with someone and it just totally, you know, changes their world. They have a totally different kind of worldview than Mm -hmm. than the other person. And then all of a sudden their world's open to, you know, a whole new world of marketing, which is amazing. And I think, there's a lot of other reasons as well for communities like ours to to help women grow because predominantly the biggest factor that I see with people in our community and people and members that I speak to is confidence it's actually having the confidence and the ability to go out there and do the things that they want to do whether that's you know go for a promotion whether that's build a personal brand whether that's actually apply for this job or you know anything like that any strategy that they want to put forward predominantly and most of the time women are just quite anxious to do it they don't necessarily want to put themselves forward and you know that there's always a range of reasons for that there's never just a one size fits all I read a book recently called how women rise and it talks about the habits that we traditionally and stereotypically have as women that you know kind of like prevent us from reaching our full potential and it was a really interesting read especially as someone who is a leader of a a team now of of women and, and leading kind of the business in that sense and it talks a lot about different habits that as I said that we have 
in a more stereotypical sense obviously it's just based off research and a lot of it is that element of you know doing things and not being rewarded for them but equally you know typically we're not talking about the achievements we're not kind of putting ourselves forward for these things because we don't want to or we don't we're worried about what people will think and all stuff like that I definitely recommend checking that book out if you are someone who is struggling with you know breaking those habits of you know going for a promotion or putting forward a strategy or worrying about what people think of you because that's a big thing for so many people and what I always get with our community is people have a chat with me whether it's at an event or in a one-to-one or anything like that and they say oh I feel so much better now because you know just because I've chatted with you and and I know that this is normal it's it's normal to feel like this even just having someone to chat with shows okay actually we're all in the same boat I was chatting to someone at our event in Manchester recently and they said it's it's just so nice to be in a room full of people in a very similar situation to me and chatting with people. It literally gives me goosebumps when I think about it. But I think it's just so important to provide that space for women because, you know, predominantly it is a, a female orientated space. It is, but then when we kind of get to those higher up CMOs, head off levels, that's when it kind of the gender gap, you know, exists. And yeah. that's the issue that we've got is that, I think communities like ours are helping to kind of empower women to, you know, go as far as they possibly can. But equally, you know, we do work with businesses on helping them to invest in their teams, invest in the kind of professional development of their teams so that then women are being provided with the opportunity to become more senior and to get promoted. Every kind of day there becomes like a new reason or something really nice that someone says that kind of makes it all, you know, worth it, which is so nice. But I definitely think that the gender gap is a, a huge one, but equally just the fact that, you know, people just want to know that they're in a similar position to others. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is so real, especially for women. Um, I have a friend, a bunch of friends that were in a group chat and one of my friends got reached out to by a pretty influential person in her city to do her hair because she's a hairdresser. And this person was like, I will do a bunch of videos for you. I will do all this stuff. And she was like, I just really want you to do my hair. And my friend was just like, I like now I'm freaking out. Like I have, I'm so nervous. Like, can I even do this? I was like, you've been doing hair for five years. You're so good at it. Everybody who goes to you loves you. Why are you getting imposter syndrome? Because this person who's pretty famous wants to come to you. Like, this is amazing. You've worked so hard for this. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's just so important to like surround yourself with people that you can touch base with and a little bit build you up, but also show you all the things that you've done to get to this point in your career, this point in your life, because we don't think about that when we get big opportunities or when things are presented to us that we're like, oh, we don't deserve this. Like this, I haven't worked that hard. I'm just, I've just been working and like, this is what I do. And then sometimes it's really nice to have somebody step in and be like, no, babe, you've been doing X, Y, and Z for how many ever years and you've been networking and you've been like doing events and kicking ass and you deserve this. It's so important just to have those people around you. No, definitely. So for anybody who wants to get started in marketing, where do you think that they should begin? How do you kind of tell somebody like, okay, this is where you should start? I think something to notice that, you know, university isn't the kind of one size fits all approach either so you know if you are looking to get started in marketing whether you're at university now or whether you're in a 
different role and you want to move into marketing or whether you know you're not really sure what you want to do when you're just interested in marketing just know that university isn't always the best path to take I obviously didn't study marketing at university I studied psychology I was really interested in marketing at university but I actually didn't figure out that it existed until I was there which is strange (laughs) and I think I learned a lot of transferable skills from psychology that do relate a lot to marketing especially when it comes to consumer psychology and kind of understanding you know the buyer process and stuff like that but essentially what I'm trying to say is you don't have to go to the bed <laughs> you don't want to you know the best places to start is just learning from experience you know doing online courses starting your own thing you know I always advise people to create their own opportunities I had a blog when I was 15 I actually had a YouTube channel when I was about 13 that I don't really tell many people about. <laughs> that's exclusive and the thing is you learn all of these things as you kind of go and essentially you know you can do online courses and then off the back of that you know maybe start a blog you know if you're interested in writing or if you're interested in social media maybe you know start a a social media page or if you really want to get into email marketing build a personal brand and start an email list you know there's so many different things that you can do creating your own experience is definitely the best way to get into marketing that marketing is such an accessible industry people forget about it because I know there are a lot of positions within marketing that maybe aren't as accessible you know if you start thinking about more of the analytics side more the strategy side but that's something that once you've got your foot in the door and you're doing all of the other things you'll you'll start to learn and you'll start to get into and you can do more courses in that and you can kind of learn on the on the job and kind of learn from other people I think the big thing as well is getting a mentor if possible, you know, mentors. I mean, that doesn't also have to be a physical, you know, official mentor. Oftentimes a mentor is a manager, you know, someone who kind of allows you to grow and thrive and is your kind of cheerleader. Don't be too hung up on, you know, getting an official mentor. But there are a lot of amazing mentoring programs for professionals that that work really well and I think you know if you are to find a mentor they're an amazing person to work with especially from a a marketing perspective if they're someone who is a lot more senior in their career you know they've been there they've done it they can you know they've got the t-shirt they can show you everything that needs that they learned and they can tell you about the mistakes so that you don't make them creating your own opportunities, getting a mentor, online courses have been literally the saviour of my life. We actually have a free online marketing courses page on the Girls in Marketing website. And then what we advise people to do is obviously do all of those free online courses, but then obviously we have a membership as well, which has tons of courses, both from a practical skills perspective, but also from a soft skills perspective as well. So kind of teaching people about getting promotions or like how to kind of be a good manager and team leadership and stuff like that. Because obviously you want to make sure that you are kind of learning those soft skills as well as the hard skills and, you know, SEO and content and all that sort of thing. But honestly, there are tons of ways to get started. You know, apprenticeships are another great one. That's something that at the moment, Kira, our social media manager within our team, is currently doing a degree apprenticeship and she's a massive advocate for those. You know, she posts all about it on LinkedIn and she absolutely loves what she's doing. So, I mean, even looking into apprenticeships, there's 
you know, not just degree apprenticeships either. There's, you know, level three, level four, depending on what you kind of like. And a lot of the time they are subsidized by the government, which means that if you're working for a company, you can actually get it, you know, subsidized about 95%, I think, by the government. So if the apprenticeship costs, you know, £3,000, 95% of that will be subsidized by the government, which then means the business only pays you know x amount i'm not very good at quick maths (laughs) but it is really affordable for businesses so often traditional training businesses you know especially small businesses they might not be able to kind of provide people in current roles which is why you know we made our membership really accessible but equally we're big advocates for apprenticeships if you want to go down more of a traditional route because both of those options are quite affordable for kind of SMEs and small businesses and it's a great way to really just get started a lot more in marketing Often I find people in our community are just, they go for a role that's maybe like sales and marketing assistant or, you know, business and marketing assistant. And then all of a sudden they're like, I need to learn about marketing and I don't know what I'm doing. So those are, I would say, the best places to get started and just learning from experience as well. So much in our lives, like everyday lives, like social media obviously is like a huge part of it. All of it kind of touches marketing, like having good people skills. That's marketing. That's a really good example of marketing. But I love what you were talking about with your psychology degree, like how much that massively helped you with Mm -hmm. marketing, because it is all about like knowing how people are going to consume something or how they want to approach something online or an ad. And that is like definitely all psychology based. Like that just sparked something in me. (laughs) Yeah. No, I did a post on LinkedIn actually. It was a few weeks ago now and it was about the customer journey and the fact that I've spoken to so many businesses previously and also so many people come to me and, and kind of preach the same thing. But so many people think that the customer journey is just someone sees a product and they buy it which is just not the case at all. And no. I think that's where the psychology comes into it. The post essentially said, like, you know, they see the product, they eat their lunch and they look at the website, you know, they go off on social media, they go home, they speak to their friends about it, and they, you know, go on the website again and all of these different things and talking about the fact that on average, you know, it takes around eight to 20 touch points with an audience yeah. to actually get them to convert and it's even higher when it comes to b2b because you obviously have all of the loopholes in terms of like additional kind of sign off from you know higher up whether it's financial directors or people who have the budget so it's always really difficult to you know understand customers and consumers and I definitely think that the inner psychology nerd always comes out when I talk about it (laughs) (laughs) I was like thinking about that just as you were saying this I there's a dress that I've been like looking at online and I'm on my fifth touch point of it right now. And I just sent it to a friend and I was like, I don't need this, do I? But do I need this? So I'm waiting for that eighth touch point and I'll probably end up buying it. Yeah. And you know what? Wait until you get a discount for that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you will get it soon. And I bet you it's probably around the seventh or eighth touch point. You're going to get a discount, whether it's a retargeted ad or an email, you're going to yep. get a discount for that dress. It's a guarantee. Yep. And then you'll buy it. <laughs> So there you go. Top tip for you. Do eight touch points. (laughs) So what, and I have tons of little things that I've been told throughout the years and things that I wish that I knew, but what is one of the biggest things that you wish you knew before you got into marketing? I think that's a really difficult one. I think there's a lot of things. The biggest thing for me is a lot of people talk about, you know, staying up to date with all of the trends and kind of 
being involved with this big huge noise that is marketing as much as it's great to obviously stay up to date with trends I think the difficulty comes when there's so many things happening there's so many algorithm updates there's so many google trends updates so many you know all of these different things just try and not get too caught up in all of the trends because I think I definitely did I you know when kind of TikTok came about and people were creating TikToks I was like I need to be on TikTok (laughs) and then when it was like you know YouTube shorts started it was like need to be on YouTube shorts like and now there's just like massive trends in different kind of areas of marketing that it's really great to understand them and stay up to date with them to an extent. But if it doesn't relate to your role or it doesn't relate to something you're interested in, don't worry yourself about it. You know, I get so many people messaging me about SEO updates and they're like, do I need to know about this new SEO update? And I'm like, are you in SEO? And they're like, (laughs) no, but you know, maybe doing a bit of SEO. And I'm like, well, don't worry about it then. Unless it's a, you know, a big update that is really worth about then yeah definitely do but if it's just a little you know tweet that you know someone from google's put out everyone goes crazy or when the guy from instagram he puts out like a a post on instagram and then everyone freaks out and it's like does it matter though like genuinely one instagram changed their mind constantly and two you know how much of an impact does it have on your strategy are you single-handedly going to go away and change your entire strategy because of one video probably not so i think for me it and and also any advice to people just kind of take everything all the trends with a bit of a pinch of salt and know you know what relates to your role and what doesn't and don't get caught up in them because we really do get caught up on them and and you just don't need to yeah, we have a Facebook group with some of our users and every single day there's somebody in there going like, oh gosh, they they updated this, the algorithms changed, like everything is chaos, everything's on fire. And I'm just like, no, like how much actually has changed with your specific Instagram? Are you still seeing the same people? Are you still getting the same amount of sales? Like, is all of this still working for you? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, then why are you freaking out? It's always the way. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think is an underutilized marketing tool that people should probably start using? It's it's a difficult one when it comes to marketing tools, because I think there's so many different marketing tools. I think for me, kind of recent, like enlightened part of my life has been tools that help with like productivity, because whilst it doesn't necessarily help with marketing specifically, it really does help with making your job easier and actually making marketing easier so a big one has definitely been a tool called llama life which is essentially a i can't pronounce is it like pomodoro is that correct yeah i think so essentially it's like a pomodoro timer you can put in all of your different tasks and you know it counts down and it kind of gives you like a little part of people when it's done i really love it's just done by a small kind of indie maker from america um and she's really nice and i think it's a it's just a really nice tool to kind of use and stay on track with stuff i think other big one and this is so like i don't know if it's quite millennial of me really but i just love google calendar like yes i really enjoy having everything in google calendar anyone wants a meeting with me i'm like google calendar any all my tasks google calendar even though i'm using llama life and i'm using lots of other productivity tools we also use monday.com as a to, as a team i still use google calendar because i'm just like i just want 
everything like in one place my personal life and professional life are all yep. supporting my google <laughs> the best thing ever you know planning in your tasks for the week amazing but yeah they, those are a few kind of tools that i've been using as a team we use monday.com as well which is like project management and that's so great for you know making sure that everyone's workflows are you know how they want to be all approvals are done especially as like a team leader i think that's something that you know often is undervalued in terms of actually having a full understanding of you know the whole of the team and what everyone's doing and i think that whilst it's not necessarily a marketing tool we do use it for planning and strategy and a lot a lot of stuff like that and then integrating it with other tools you know like mailchimp and all of those sorts of things I love that. When you were talking about your Google Calendar, I'm like looking at my notebook on the side and I was like, I do, I still do everything like physically, like write everything down. Yeah, I respect that. I just think with me, I start a notebook and then never finish it. Yeah. Literally buy a notebook, write, you know, a page in it. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then I lose it or I put it somewhere and I just never remember. Google Calendar, Google Docs, everything, whole Google Suites is the best thing for me in terms of staying on track with everything that's going on within the team and within professional and personal life. I'm the same way with my calendar. Like it's on my phone, it's on my computer, it's like every single place. But if it's also not written down in my notebook, I will absolutely forget everything about it. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So I have two last questions. The first question is, what's something that you think brands and businesses should think about before hiring someone on their marketing team? Making sure that you are hiring a person that is the best person for the job rather than just your preference on you know I don't know personality or something like that I think it's something that's really difficult is actually hiring someone because they're good at their job that's one thing I would say so many people are just hired because they are I don't know, a certain level of seniority or even like a certain gender or a certain race. And that's just not something that I agree with, you know, always making sure that you're hiring someone who is the best person for the job um, and making sure that you're paying fairly for that job as well. That's another thing for businesses. Oftentimes, marketing as a discipline is typically quite underpaid because people don't really see it the same as they see the likes of sales or you know all the things like that making sure as a business that you are actually paying fairly looking at kind of market average looking at location average making sure that you are paying as fairly as possible also you know making sure that you're kind of within budget and really just making sure you know going forward that you continually you know promote that person and you kind of make the most of that person and their skills and don't undervalue them because if you are getting the right person for the job and a good person for the job oftentimes you know they're not going to be happy with just sitting on the fence all the time they're gonna you know want those and need those opportunities to thrive so just giving people the space to do so because the high achievers in business are always the ones that have the ideas and have the strategy so giving people the space to bring those forward if you know if they want to and when they have them I love everything that you said and Mm -hmm. I think about LinkedIn a lot where people are putting like all of these job opportunities forward and they're not listing out the price 
or the pay. Mm -hmm. And they're also listing a million different things that they want this one person to do without thinking that maybe these should be separate roles. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely agree with all of that. Yeah. My last question is, what is something that you think someone who's about to be hired to a company for marketing, what is something that you think they should be asking? Well, one thing is looking out for red flags of companies. That's not necessarily something that you ask. I mean, you can ask questions that then, you know, either things will, you know, flag up or or anything like that. But the biggest thing really is understanding, I think, I'm a mixture between like millennial and Gen Z. Okay. So I have like some of that, like Gen Z wanting to do things that align with my morals, but then I also do have millennial and me as well. <laughs> so from that perspective, when you're looking for a job and when you're going for a job and you are able to ask certain questions, understanding the morals of the company. So even just saying to them, you know, what are the values of the company? You know, what and not just what are the values of the company, once they ask, once they answer that, asking them, you know, how the company, you know, shows these values. For girls in marketing, for example, you know, one of our values is kind of like honesty and transparency and, and loyalty from both a kind of outwards perspective. So from the public perception, but mm-hmm. also from a, a kind of private team perspective as well. And that's something that, you know, whenever we onboard new starters to our team, I talk to them about that and say, you know as much as we do that publicly we very much do that within the team you know everyone has a voice everyone's open to you know saying if they if they're not having a good day you know that's fine that's you know one of those things so I think just understanding the values of a company and also understanding how they make sure that those values are are always being reflected upon the work that they're doing because so many companies will have values that they say you know it's on the tin and they say oh yeah we we value you know x x x and x and then it's like (laughs) how are you showing that and then it's kind of like oh well you know for example a big thing at the moment is like mental health so a lot of companies are saying oh yeah we really value like the well-being of our staff and like the mental health of our staff and it's like okay well so that's great let's say you're in an interview you say okay great you know how how do you do that so then they say I don't know we just have like six days or something like that then that's like a bit of a red flag whereas if they say you know we invest in you know a mental health tool for our staff or you know that's something that we do with with girls at marketing is we have a mental health kind of support where uh, everyone in the team is offered kind of therapy and also we have like well-being Wednesdays where we're all you know talk about how we feel whether it's good whether it's bad you know anything like that and just kind of be honest but again that if someone asked me that in an interview that's obviously something that I could say in regards to you know mental health and I wouldn't even really say that mental health is like a a value necessarily it's just something that kind of runs throughout what we do in general is that kind of like honesty and transparency it kind of feeds into that value so I think that's like the biggest thing I'd say really is just understanding the values and how the company itself actually you know shows those values because at the end of the day we spend the majority of our days and our lives in work so you've got to work for a company that aligns with your values and aligns with your mission as a person so don't forget that when you are going for roles I understand sometimes you know you just need a job and you know it's not always going to align with your values specifically but if you can kind of pick out some things that you really like about the company because of things that they've said I think it just makes the job a lot better and a lot nicer to work with. Yep. 
Oh my gosh. I love that. That's a great way to end the episode. That's amazing. So would you like to plug what you're up to, girls in marketing, all of that fun stuff? I mean, I I actually think I probably have throughout the episode. (laughs) You did. It's good. (laughs) I definitely recommend people going and following all of our team on LinkedIn. So, you know, following myself and we also have Kira, obviously I spoke about her a a while ago, social media manager. She's really growing her personal brand right now. So definitely give her a follow. And all of our other team as well, we've got Amy, Martha, Alicia, they're all kind of on LinkedIn and all wanting to grow their personal brand. (laughs) But equally just getting involved with, you know, things that we do, whether it's our membership that we have, and predominantly it's kind of tailored towards junior to mid-level marketers. So those people who have five or less years of experience but if you want to come and join for the community that's amazing as well we also have like in-person events so we're announcing a lot more different events very soon both kind of london and manchester so again you know if you want to come and meet people as we talked about earlier on in the episodes regarding community and network definitely pop down to an event and yeah that's kind of like a quick plug we've got lots of things to get involved with but you know if you haven't heard of girls and marketing before then definitely just have a look on our website follow us on socials and just see what we're up to amazing i will definitely be at the next london event i cannot wait (laughs) can't wait to see you (laughs) thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode as much as i love talking to olivia um like i said before if you want to know everything that girls in marketing are getting up to all their events all their free resources and if you just want to join their membership all that information is in our show notes and if you would like to follow Flick, we are at flick.social on Instagram and TikTok. We are at flick.social on YouTube now as well. We are also at flick underscore social on Twitter. And if you like this episode, please give it a five-star review. It helps people find us and love us as much as you love us. So do that and I will love you forever. And me and Ben will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.